this episode of Social Media Secrets, I'm going to share with you how to charge high ticket prices to clients. I'm gonna share with you a few of the specific strategies and tactics and some of the reasons why you've struggled with charging high ticket prices. Let's dive on in. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be recording a podcast today. Once in a great while, like I'll sit back and just kind of think about how cool it is to have such a great opportunity uh, to create a podcast. I feel like podcasts are really cost effective. If you've ever considered creating a podcast, as long as you can commit to consistency, I would say it's totally worth it. And you know what? It's been a really cool experience. Um, We have crossed over, oh gosh, we've crossed over 500,000 all-time downloads. In fact, recently, we are getting closer to 600,000, which kind of blows my mind. Um, It's never been like the fastest growth that other podcasts have had, but the truth is it doesn't really matter because you don't want to compare yourself to anybody else. Some people are going to grow super fast. Some people have different priorities. And I just want to remind you to never compare yourself to someone else's results because you don't know what work or sacrifices or uh, difficult decisions went into everything that they've had to do in order to get that result. Uh, But in this episode, I'm going to talk about specifically high ticket client secrets. Now, I love talking about this topic because there are certain strategies, tips, tactics that are all helpful, and we're gonna dive into quite a few of those today. Uh, The first one that I wanna share is actually gonna be kind of surprising because it really actually has almost nothing to do with you. What? Yes, (laughs) it really and truly has almost nothing to do with you, and that is, that you need to make sure that you adjust your net to the size of fish that you want to create. What that means is just because someone books a discovery call doesn't mean they're going to be a good fit. In fact, what I recommend is first and foremost, adjusting your application before someone ever gets a discovery call so that you can learn about their brand. Are they established? Do they have realistic goals for growth? Uh, Do they have funding? Is this going to be a sustainable client? Uh, You don't want someone who's making, let's say, $20,000 a year to walk into a Maserati dealership because chances are it's just not ever going to make sense. Similarly, don't put your high ticket pricing in front of audiences that can't afford you. Now, this is an interesting insight and I could nerd out really for a long time here, um, but generally speaking, I've found that no clients, almost no clients, making under $500,000 per year Uh, in revenue are going to be able to afford high ticket services from a freelancer. So you're gonna wanna have questions on your application that actually filter those out. But similarly, I oftentimes find that very few businesses making less than about a million dollars a year Uh, have built. Now, this is not a knock on any like startup businesses. This is more a reflection on what my experience has been and what other similar business owners' experiences have been. Most business owners are not mature enough business owners to recognize the cash flow that goes into hiring a high ticket freelancer. What that means for you is that if someone's making less than seven figures, you don't necessarily want to be surprised when they say like, this is out of our budget or we can't necessarily afford it. It's actually part of the reason why we moved into eight to 10 figure businesses, because the truth is I don't want to put my pricing in front of a business owner who can't afford it. The last thing I need is to hear you're overpriced or that costs too much or whatever. Honestly, just don't put it in front of them. So the greatest way to do that is adjusting your net, aka putting an application before the discovery call so that you know what their revenue looks like before you hop on a call. You don't want to waste your time. You also don't want to waste theirs either, which is really big. The second big thing that I'm going to share with you, and this is huge, is how you show up 
is going to be a huge factor in whether or not you're going to be able to secure uh, clients at high ticket rates. One is obviously, and don't dismiss this, I used to roll my eyes hearing this, but dismiss it at your own um your own results, you'll see. <laughs> uh, the high ticket mindset means you have to be comfortable with the idea that you can't price your services out of your own wallet. Um, if you didn't grow up around people making a lot of money, if you didn't grow up around business owners, if you didn't grow up with people investing into development, it can sometimes be kind of hard to get into that mindset and say like, I'm totally comfortable with this. Um, I'm actually gonna look up, <laughs> this is kind of fun, this always helps me. Uh, if you're anything like me, I did not grow up in a place where there were millionaires. Um, to be honest, like if you were making six figures, you didn't live in the neighborhood I grew up in. Um, there, it, it was generally speaking a pretty dangerous neighborhood. Um, some people know what neighborhood that is. It's Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Uh, not always dangerous, but specifically the street I grew up on. There were, for example, like meth dens on the neighborhood. Um, there were like sometimes like murders in our neighborhood and some different things that were just really traumatic. Uh, wealth is not something that I was used to, and so I had to kind of understand whoa, there's a whole other world where people know what it's like to have money and they make their decisions differently and they think about calculating risk and runway and cash flow and profit and growth and like, oh, it was just really neat for me. So this is going to blow your mind. You ready for it? In case you need to up-level your understanding of how many people are out there who really truly have wealth to invest into high-ticket services, this is going to blow your mind. You ready for it? In just this world that we live in, this is the number of millionaires there are. This always blows my mind. There are 56 million millionaires in the world. 56 million millionaires. And it's wild because I'm like, growing up, I didn't know any of them. <laughs> what? So that kind of blows my mind. But then let's take it even one step further, especially for those of you located in the US. It's approximately, by the way, 1% of the world's population are millionaires, which if you had told me that growing up, I'd be like, yeah, right. I don't believe that. I don't know any of them. <laughs> so in fact, in just the United States alone, there are over 20 million millionaires. And whenever I hear that stat, it really helps me to understand that there are thought processes and decision makers who have just a different set of goals and results and expectations than what I grew up around. And if you're anything like me, it's really helpful to kind of understand that and get around those people so that you can see like, okay, there are people who invest into their, their growth and their revenue and they don't just make decisions based on how am I going to put food on the table on Friday. That's been a really helpful part of this process. But the second side of this is how you show up in terms of, ready for this, certainty. Now, I could talk about this a lot because a lot of times people think that you have to be confident in order to charge high ticket prices. But the truth is, ain't no way, Jose. It is not until you have closed many high ticket clients that you're like, it's a breeze. I've got it. I know how to serve these people. This is totally in my skill set. Okay, so what's interesting is um, there's a book by Dan Sullivan called Confidence Comes Last. And it talks about how the first thing that you have to do is courage. And that means courage when people say no. That means courage when people say that pricing is too high. That means courage when you start to doubt. It doesn't mean you're confident. But there's one thing that you can bring with courage that is going to say to a business owner, hey, listen, I care. And that is, ready for it, certainty. 
Certainty is a beautiful thing that you can actually tap into before you know everything. It's not to be confused with know-how. I know a lot of people who know how that kind of, I don't know a better word for this, but they kind of waffle when it comes time to make decisions. And they know a lot, but they doubt themselves and that doubt trickles into every step of their sales process, which by the way, doubt is super contagious. So if you're bringing tons of doubt to your discovery calls and making business owners feel like it, it, like they like it's doubt from them or doubt from you they're not quite sure it just doesn't feel right certainty is the ability to say like for example if someone says do you know how to do x y and z and you don't know how to do it certainty comes in and says i can learn anything Absolute game changer. So certainty is I'm going to find the best path for you. I'm going to implement the best uh, strategies for you. I am going to do my best. Certainty is just this level of uh, the, the this level of determination and persistence that sometimes can actually be confused with confidence. Um, in this season of life and business, I would say I'm pretty confident, but there have been a lot of seasons of life and business where I have not been super confident. And certainty was actually an amazing kind of like stopgap for me. So certainty is something that anyone can bring to the table, whether or not you are confident in your skill sets. So certainty is big. The next big thing I want to share with you, some of these are tactics, some of these are strategies, and some of these are mindsets, which is pretty cool if you ask me. Uh, here's one big one. If you are sending emails, especially emails with proposals <laughs> to uh, your prospective clients from kitty kitty snotty snotty 69 at yahoo.com, that's a pretty good indication <laughs> that you are not going to be someone who's a high ticket provider. Whether or not that's based on reality, uh, perception is reality. So if you can show up with a semi like, professional or clear looking email address, it actually really, really helps because the client's not going to say, oh, I was thinking about considering this person, but their email is out there. Like, do they not care about perception at all? By the way, this is really interesting and I'll just go on this little tangent for a second. Um, the world that we live in is based on perception and many people say perception is reality. Um, I will say that there are a few things I've learned on the journey to mastery and excellence and success and all that. Yes, this is a perception based world. You have to understand the game that you're playing in order to uh, play beyond the game. Once you realize that it's not just about perception, but you do see how it plays in, you can actually play beyond the game of perception. I hope that that resonates with those who needed to hear that today. So first and foremost, I like to understand the game and then I kind of like to move beyond it. So you think I'm dumb because I wear pink? Bummer. I don't care what your perception is of me because I actually know that I'm not dumb, all right? So that's been really helpful for me, but that actually brings me one step further, uh, or actually one step back to kind of share something that really helps. Um, a lot of times people will like send over pricing sheets when clients ask, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, if you were to email your doctor asking for like a Vicodin prescription, they're gonna say, no way, Jose, you need to come in. Because the truth is you are relying on the expert, a doctor, a sommelier, uh, 
uh, an interior designer. They are not the same thing as an order taker or a cashier. Now, real fast, no hate, no nothing. I used to be a server. Um, I think I have I worked as a cashier. I think just briefly at a store called Gilly Hicks. Whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Um, and so I've done both of those things. And those jobs can sometimes be relatively simple because people walk up, they show you exactly what they want to get, and then you can go ahead and uh, ring up their order. A sommelier, a doctor, an interior designer, they come in and instead of allowing people to just order from a menu or pull things off the rack or a stylist, they're going to say, hey, I need to collect some data first. What are your problems? What are your pain points? What um, what does this look like on a day-to-day basis? Like, what is a realistic goal for you? And they're going to ask a ton of questions. They barely talk about themselves. Now, this is really interesting. Um, when I was a hairstylist, uh, I found that my clients didn't really care about me at first. And that's important to, to kind of share. Um, a lot of people would try to like impress their clients by talking about different things. In fact, here's a little fun tangent. I used to know fellow hairstylists who would literally be Republican with their first client, uh, Democratic with their second client, and Libertarian with their third client of the day. And they would constantly be shifting their beliefs and conversations, which is not the same thing as shifting based on perception. That is being inauthentic to win people over. Um, but the truth is, I found that most of my clients didn't really care about me at first. What they cared about was, did I listen to them? Did I listen and then prescribe and actually take the time to understand them? And what's really, really cool, I'm actually still Facebook friends and social media friends with a ton of my clients from back in the day, and we all still root for each other, which is really cool. But that wasn't developed because I tried to win them over. That was developed because I first and foremost authentically cared about their problems and pain points and then prescribed or diagnosed diagnosed, not technically, but you know, hair, uh, solutions that actually met their needs and fixed and solved their problems. And that's when clients started to care about me. If you are talking more than five, maybe 10% of the sales call, mm -mm -mm, this isn't about you. This is about their experience, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, If you want your voice to be heard, create content on social media. This is the place where you actually, and this is a huge wisdom point that's harsh, so I'm just going to say it exactly as I want to say it because... I'm going to be honest, you guys, I'm, I'm 32 at this point. I feel like I might as well be 42 or 52. I don't have time to like soften everything all the time. So I'm just going to go for it. Um, that's your time to shut up. <laughs> it's their time to talk. Here's why. High ticket service providers understand that business owners feel so alone. Everyone is always talking to them, trying to impress them. Everyone is always talking about themselves. And no one is slowing down to listen to them, especially when they're venting about their pain and problems. And so if you can get them to share about their pain and problems, you have the best chance at being the high-ticket service provider that they need simply for the fact that you listened. And I mean, really listened. When prospective clients have the opportunity to feel like someone's actually really, truly caring about them, they say, I want more of this. No one's listening to me. I'm tired. My team is running the show. I have no safe place to share that I feel inadequate because I don't have enough followers on Instagram. I'm not going to ask my friends. All my friends are crushing it. 
my mastermind isn't a safe place to be vulnerable because everyone there is winning and that's my client base. There are so many things that come up when we actually, harsh again, shut up and listen, that can be so helpful. I'm going to start like crying as I share this because the number of seven, eight, nine, ten figure business owners that I've connected with who feel so alone has helped me to actually slow down and say, this is your safe space right now. You get to vent here. And what's going to happen is I'm going to ask you a series of guided questions. This isn't about me. You can Google anything you want to learn about me. You can go to TikTok and binge my TikToks and you'll get a feel for who I am. But the truth is, this is about you today. And so I'm going to ask you a series of questions and uncover as many different things that I can as possible. And if you'd like at any point, I can sign an NDA. And by the way, only say that if you really mean it. I can sign an NDA because I just want you to feel safe to actually share the things that you haven't been sharing. That right there is worth the money of this podcast, which is free. (laughs) That right there is a huge secret. Um, Someone once said that like what they appreciate is that they can vent to me in a judgment-free zone and I'm going to take all my notes from it and craft a solution. So you throw me your problems, your pain, vent, and I'm going to turn it into an incredible resource system or strategy. And I actually pre-frame my calls with that. I'm going to say you're probably used to these these kind of calls where people are going to talk about themselves and tell you all the reasons why they're awesome. I'm not going to do that because I'm not here to convince you of anything. Do you guys see that difference? That right there is a huge tip in high ticket client opportunities. I'm not here to tell you all the reasons why I'm awesome because you can Google it. And honestly, I would rather hear about you and I'd rather uncover some of the pain that you're experiencing or the problems you're experiencing and come up with solutions. And I just go off and uh, just take notes, 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 and ask a series of questions as we go. I also recommend don't share your pricing on the call. Let it be a little vent sesh. (laughs) That is an absolute game changer, not because you're trauma bonding, but instead because you can take all of those problems and ultimately create like real systems, strategies, solutions that make them say, This is the first time in running my business for five years that I actually feel listened to. Or this is the first time in a long time that I feel like anyone actually not just listened but heard or not just heard but listened. And it's a very powerful flip in the strategy. I do not present pricing on those calls because oftentimes business owners will cry. It needs to be a safe space for that. And uh, to immediately present prices would at times feel almost too sales driven. I personally like to actually take one to two days and craft a proposal that's come uh, customized for them, send it on over with a video that kind of breaks down exactly what what was my uh, process for that, and then present it to them via email. And I find that putting that time and in t- uh, intention into everything that you do is such a game changer with high ticket clients and they just say, wow. The next big thing is we've crafted a specific three-tiered proposal that really helps stretch people's imagination, makes people say, I see where which package I would want, um, but also it allows you to stretch your belief of what's possible. All it took was someone taking my high ticket package once, I almost fell off the bed when I got the email. 
And then I realized, oh, this is just where we're going to be now. This is just what we're going to charge from here on out. There's never going to be $150 for social media again, no matter how desperate I am. There's never going to be $500 a month for social media management. And so you have to, first and foremost, create the belief for yourself. And it will take some tries and you will miss and it won't always go according to plan. But once you get the breakthrough, you say, this is what I want. All it takes is working with one dream high ticket client and you say, this is what I want to work with for the rest of forever. So it's interesting because a lot of people will um, charge you for a lot of courses that are a lot less valuable than these simple strategies and tactics. Um, I really love focusing everything on the relationship and the psychology of the relationship versus tricking or urgency or scarcity or FOMO or um, high pressure sales. Like if anyone recommends all those things, um, not that there's anything wrong with scarcity and urgency used ethically, but if anyone tries to tell you like those are the secrets to high ticket clients, run. Guess what they're doing to you right now? (laughs) The truth is it's not some funnel. It's not some Facebook ad. It's not some email sequence. I bought all those things. I've spent way more than I even care to admit on trying to taste those things when the truth is the majority of it happened first and foremost in my brain and in my mindset and then in my ability to listen and then articulate how to fix the problems that that business owner just vented to me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Social Media Secrets. By the way, if you'd like to tap into, we have an entire program inside of the Social Click called High Ticket Client Secrets. If you enjoyed this, you would love that. (laughs) Go to clickforlife.com. That's C-L-I-Q-U-E-F-O-R-L-I-F-E.com. Clickforlife.com. I will catch you in the next episode of Social Media Secrets. Bye for now.